normally share people's testimonies, and I'm not really sharing somebody's testimony, but this morning I was so blessed. Um, most of you probably don't know, and I, I don't I don't mean to, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, I hope, but um, um, Norma Goff, she's uh, Diana's mom. And you know about, th- oh, I don't know, three, four months ago, she wasn't in very good shape. There was some times when it was kind of seemingly touch and go, and this morning just... To see her up walking around greeting people, I thought, wow. And, you know, nobody else, you know, you, you know, I mean, I had the privilege of seeing her go through the process. I don't know if that's a privilege, but, you know, the outcome's been good. And uh, so we're just, you know, I'm just excited what God has done and what God's doing. And, and, you know, just to see her up walking around is good. <clears throat> you know, sometimes when we have things going on and, and hard times, it's, it's good to know that, uh, you know, there's some good things happening too, and we need to, we need to try to share those things and uh, be encouraged by that. Because I believe that we really do, it seems to me, live in perilous times. You know, the Bible says that in the last days, perilous times will come. I don't, I mean, it's last days because it's a lot closer to Jesus coming back than it was yesterday so i know we're in the last days um i'm not sure where we're at in the last days i don't pretend to know that it appears to me from my observation that it's getting perilous you know it's like perilous times and uh so i want to i want to just talk today and share with you about the battles that we face and and one of the weapons that we've been giving to fight those battles and i did a series on prayer and this is, I know it's been a while back, but anyway, this message today is kind of the last message on prayer, and it's talking about praying in the Spirit, and, and I just want to put that in context of the battles we fight and what we face as Christians and the weapons that God has given us. The first scripture I want to share is in John 10.10, 10. and in John 10.10, 10, Jesus, Jesus said he's talking about he's being the good shepherd. And then he says there's a thief. And he says the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. But Jesus said there's a thief. There's a thief. And I believe as Christians we need to have that understanding that there's an enemy out there. And for me, that helps us to know that there's a lot of times the things going on around us because there's an enemy at work, and he's out to steal, he's out to kill, he's out to destroy, and he's real. And, you know, there's a lot of times when I think that God gets blamed for things that I think it's the enemy. I think it's the enemy. It's the enemy. We have an enemy. And I believe we're in a battle. I believe as Christians, we're in a battle. And we need to know how to fight. We need to know how to fight. You know, I, I remember as a child, you know, that the, the, I think I've mentioned it before, but, you know, onward Christian soldiers marching as to war. Well, what are we fighting? We're fighting an enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy. And I believe that we've been giving, given weapons to fight against this enemy. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, the 10th verse, 
Paul says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. One of the things we have to remind ourselves is it doesn't say that you yourself are strong. Because if you think you're strong, the day will come when you don't feel like you have any strength. And at that moment, we need to remember, and we need to remember it all the time, that it's not in our own strength that we fight this battle. But this is a battle that we fight, and we fight it in the, his might and the power of his might. And I trust him in this fight. And he's given us armor. And, you know, that next verse goes on and on to say about the, all the armor. And I'm not, I'm not going to do the whole armor of God thing because that's a whole other subject in and of itself. But I want to drop down to the 18th verse. And the 18th verse of Ephesians 6 says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. It says we're to pray always and pray in the Spirit. In the Spirit. What does that mean? What does that mean to pray in the Spirit? You know, it says that that's part of what we're to do as we fight this enemy. As we fight this enemy that's coming to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy in so many ways. There's just all kinds of ways that he, he wants to do that. You know, he only wants to steal our happiness. He wants to steal our peace. He wants to steal our finances. He wants to steal our health. He, he has all things, kinds of things he wants to steal. Anything he can steal, he wants to take away from us. And so this enemy is coming against us. Now, let me say this. I, I'm not saying to do this, but I want to tell you that if you're already on his side, he won't mess with you. If he's already got you, he's not going to mess as much with you. I believe he really is after God's people. He's really after God's people. And he wants to really attack any person willing to stand up and proclaim the Word of God or believe the Word of God or take a stand in their life on what it is that God wants them to do. Consequently, when you take stands, don't be surprised at the battle. When you take stands, if you hear something, you know, I think I should do this. I think this is what God wants me to do. Do not be surprised if a battle ensues. Because Satan at that moment will try to talk you out of whatever it is you feel like you should do. You know, it can be simple things sometimes. It can be so simple as reaching out to somebody or doing an act of kindness to somebody or, or doing something for somebody and he'll come and say, no, you know, that won't work. You shouldn't do that or... No, why bother? And he'll, he'll talk you out of things when you, when you decide you ought to do it. Or maybe in your family. You know, you'd make a decision that you're going to do things in your family or you're going to do your part or whatever your part is in the family. Don't be surprised if Satan doesn't come and really attack you at that point. I always tell people that, you know, if nothing else, it reminds you that we do have an enemy, that it's real. You know, that we really do have an enemy. The Bible says we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and forces. So it says, it says to pray in the Spirit. 
want you to turn to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. It says, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. For some of us, that's not a real hard, far stretch. Our understanding to be unfruitful. For some of us, that's a little tougher. It's a little tougher because I want to understand. I want to know what's going on. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like the unknown. I want to, God, I, I sometimes feel like God's responsible to tell me what's happening. That somehow I deserve an explanation. I deserve to know. I want to know. I want to understand. And that's very unsettling for some of us that God says, you know, when you pray in, an, in a tongue, an unknown tongue, that you don't have understanding. Well, if I don't understand, what's the point? If I don't understand, what's the point? And what we have to come to, I believe, is, well, a couple things. Number one, who's in charge? Who's in charge? Why do I think I have to understand everything? What, what makes me think I have to understand everything? You know, sometimes as a pastor, that's, it's sometimes maybe we, we start to think that, you know, well, if people ask me a question, I should know. I should understand. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't understand. I don't know. Understanding that God does. God does. So I don't have to understand. I don't always have to have an answer. I don't always have to know exactly what to do because, folks, there's a lot of things coming at us I don't know. I don't know. And it seems to me like there's more and more all the time. I just don't know. I don't know exactly how to pray. I'm not sure what all's going on. Did you ever feel like you, you know, for me, I, I feel like I watch things on TV or something. It's like, okay, I see this surface thing. I see pictures. I see people talking. But I'm just not sure what's going on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's really happening. I believe there's forces at work. There's forces at work. I see the people. I see the people. And what do we say? Well, I see people and it's like, whoa, now I really don't know what's going on. You know? Because I have a feeling there's more going on than we know. I have a feeling there's more going on probably in the heavenly realms than we ever could possibly understand. And I believe in that time that when we pray, it's important to pray and not always have to understand. It says, my understanding is unfruitful. In verse 15, he goes on and says, what's the conclusion then? The conclusion is, I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will pray in the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. That means sometimes I, I make words that say, okay, Lord, 
I'm asking you to do this and this and this because from where I see it, this is what needs to happen. My understanding. I can understand this. I, I, can, I can kind of think I got a grip on this. And then I get to a point when it's like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know. And folks, the good thing is I don't have to know. I think it's amazing that God has given us provision that we don't have to know. He doesn't say, now, you figure all this out and you get it right so you make your prayer perfect and you can ask all the right words and we'll just get it all taken care of. He doesn't make that my burden or responsibility. He says, I don't have to understand. And so to me, it's, it's reassuring. It's reassuring to know that I don't have to understand. It's okay. I don't have to have all the answers. You know, parents, I encourage you as parents, don't try to let your kids think you have all the answers. It's a big mistake. Because guess what? You don't. And don't pretend you do. If you know a truth and you know an answer, tell them from your understanding. But there's times when, tell them, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. But I know God does. I know he does. And so you can teach them that, you know what? We look to him. We trust him. We don't have to always have the understanding. And so when we pray, we can pray in the Spirit, and we can pray with our understanding. We can sing with the Spirit, and we can sing with the understanding. You know, I don't always have to understand. Did you ever get to a point where you just couldn't? What do we say? Well, I just couldn't find the right word. We, we hit something, and we say, well, I, you know, I just, I just couldn't seem to get the right word. There's times when I think we're talking about things, and so... I don't know just what exactly the right word is, and I think it's that way sometimes when we pray. I just don't know what all the right words are. And that's okay. That's okay because the Spirit will pray for us. You know, in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, you know, it's, it's one of my, well, it's a scripture I, I consider a lot, but in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Now we read that scripture and we go, well, God's ways aren't my ways. His thoughts are much higher. Then what makes you think you have to understand everything? And what makes you think you can even understand everything? You're not going to understand everything. The Bible also says the secret things belong to the Lord. And to me, that says there's things that I don't understand. But it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to understand. So what do we do? We pray in the Spirit. We pray in our understanding. We do both. We do both. Personally, personally, I don't know if it's age. It can be age. You know, it's hard to know at this point in my life. Age kind of does funny things to you. I don't know if it's my age. I don't know if it's where we're at. I'm not sure. But all I know is there's a lot more things that I don't understand than I used to understand. That's all I can tell. I can tell there's just a whole lot more that I just don't understand. 
Consequently, I find myself praying in the Spirit a lot more because I don't understand. That doesn't scare me. That doesn't bother me. It reassures me. It reassures me that God knows. And God knows, and I can trust Him. And I can pray, and I don't have to understand. I'm convinced if there's something I need to know, God will reveal it to me. He'll, he'll show me. I don't, you know, I don't think it's trying to keep secrets from us. There's just some things that if I need to know, then I believe he'll let me know. Over the years, I've always been amazed that if there was something I really needed to know, God would show it to me. And I always told my kids that. I always wanted my kids to live in that fear. You know, just remember, God can show me whether you tell me or not. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, you know. And it's true. It's true. God can show you. He'll show you. He'll, he'll send people, then you'll get information. you go, wow, I can't believe I found that out. And then sometimes like, oh, I wish I didn't know. You know, but when we don't have understanding, we can pray in the Spirit. I want you to look at Romans 8. I think it's another, another neat verse. It's along the same lines here. Romans, Romans 8, 26. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I like that verse. I like that verse. It's along this, it's a little bit along, it's not the same thing, but it's a little bit along the same thought and the idea of praying in the Spirit, praying with understanding. It says that when I am weak, which to me, folks, is when I run to the end of my rope and I just can't figure it out, it says the Spirit helps me at that time. It helps me in my weaknesses because I don't know what we ought to pray. I don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't even know how to pray. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings. With groanings. Did you ever get to that point where you just couldn't almost find words and you just kind of went, oh, oh, I don't, oh. You know, it's a place. It's a place. It's a place when things are going on and you just kind of, you groan and you just don't know and you're, you're like, I, don't, I can't find words, and I don't, know how to, I don't know how to express this, and I don't know how to pray. And at that moment, in our weakness, in our weakness, the Spirit makes intercession for us. How good is that? How good is that? How good is that? When I don't, I don't know. You know what? It, I don't have to know. That's the good news. I don't have to know. I can groan. I can groan. And the Spirit intercedes for me at that moment. That's reassuring. That's reassuring. Wouldn't it be terrible? Think about it. Wouldn't it be terrible if I had to figure life out? If I had to figure it out and make sense of life? I mean, I, it would be awful. It'd be awful to have to make sense of things that go on around us. You know, to figure it out to have all the answers, to be able to understand everything. I don't have to because 
I know that God knows. And I can trust him because his thoughts aren't my thoughts and his ways aren't my ways. You know, and it, it almost gives me a sense that I can get from a place where I think I have to understand maybe to a little better place where I don't have to understand and I can trust him because he knows. That's a much better place. It's a much better place. You know, sometimes my understanding is influenced by my emotions, by what I want, by my whatever, my opinions, my, my desires. And so one of the things I think also helps is when we pray in the Spirit, you know, it kind of overrides all that. It overrides all that. And you know, God wants, you know, I think we have to have a a trust in him and a childlike trust that we can trust him and take him at his word. Because here's what happens. For all of you logical thinkers that I can relate to, everybody that has to have everything kind of, you know, nice boxes and everything makes sense and you put it all together and I can explain this and all. This whole concept will just drive you nuts. You know? But it's okay. It's okay. That I can trust him. I can trust him for what I can't figure out. And I don't have to figure it all out. I can trust him. And so I trust him. I take his word that when he says that he wants to help me, and he wants to help me to pray when I don't know how, then I trust him. I don't have to figure it out. I just have to trust him. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says, in a childlike faith. It doesn't say, in the most educated way you can think of, and the best way you can figure it out and make it all work. It doesn't say that, folks. It says, in a childlike way, trust him. Trust him. That's reassuring. It's reassuring. You know, that, that he's there for us and we can trust him to do that. And, and how does, you know, how does all this happen? You know, it happens in a lot of different ways. You know, God does not, the Bible says the Holy Spirit blows where he wills. And the best thing we can do is just let him blow where he wills. That's one of the most I think that's one of the best verses. The Holy Spirit blows where he wills. He doesn't blow where you tell him to go. You can pray and you can ask the Holy Spirit to work. But you know, he's going to blow where he wants to. Thank goodness because his ways are higher than our ways. So I trust him to do that. I trust him to do that. I trust him to blow in every individual's life, whatever that is. We don't have to orchestrate it. We don't have to make anything happen. We can trust him. In Luke, the 11th chapter, the 11th verse, it says, If a son asks for bread from his father among you, will he give him a stone? If one of your kids come up and say you're hungry, unless you're just being really, I don't know what the right word was, um, <laughs> teasing your children or trying to be funny or maybe hopefully not being mean. But if your kids come up and they want bread, you don't give them a stone. Or if they ask for an egg, you don't give them a scorpion. And it says, then if you being evil, you know, if we human beings, 
in our own evil, selfish ways, know how to give good gifts, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? That's pretty simple. Pretty simple. How much more will the Holy Spirit be given to those who ask? So all it is is just asking. That's all it is. It's asking. You ask, you receive. Seek, right before it says ask, receive, seek, find. You ask. You ask by faith. You ask for the Holy Spirit. God's not going to give you a rock. He's not going to give you a scorpion. He's going to give you a good gift. So you ask. We all ask differently. God understands everybody, understands where you're at. You ask, he'll give it to you. The Bible later on in Acts, it talks about the disciples laid hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people get hands laid on them. Me, I'm real shy, believe it or not. I'm, I used to be a lot more shy than I am right now. But, you know, I'm pretty shy, I'm pretty inward, I'm pretty cautious, I'm pretty calculating, you know. So, you know, if I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit, we're going to try to do this real quietly. And so God was gracious, and that's how, that's how he, when I asked, he gave it to me. I'm not saying what's right or wrong. I'm not saying anybody has to do it a certain way. I'm just saying, ask and he'll give it to you. You know, sometimes people laying hands on us encourages us. Encourages us, you know. It's a good thing. We can agree together. It's an encouragement, you know. Now, let me say this. If you say, well, there's nobody going to lay hands on me. Well, that's okay. But, you know, God may deal with whatever that attitude is, too. If there's an attitude there that he wants to deal with. So sometimes we have to be careful about our attitudes of telling him how he's supposed to do things. So my point of all that is this. Ask. Ask. We're going to give opportunity today to people to come forward, lay hands on them, and people will pray with them as they ask. You know, sometimes if you want somebody to pray with you, and, and sometimes, I'm not, sometimes another person's faith is greater in an area. I know people over the years that I've known that if I wanted to receive the Holy Spirit, I know who I'd call. Because I know people, they just have tremendous faith in that area. You know? It's like, okay, this is going to happen. You know, so people, people have different faith in that area. And sometimes it encourages us to be around somebody that's got faith in a certain area, if you know that, you know? You know, I know personally that the people that we have come up for have come up and pray with you, that I trust them for them having faith to pray for you as you have need. So let's all stand. And let me say this, you know, I believe as we talked about the Holy Spirit blows where he wills, that the Holy Spirit speaks to hearts. You know, he, he speaks to us. And so probably there's some people today that they just kind of feel a tugging of some kind. I don't know how to explain you know, But you might feel a tugging like, well, maybe I should do that. I just encourage you, if you have that tugging in your heart, I encourage you to come up and, and let Rose and Jim and Tom and Pam pray for you today. The Bible says if we ask, we receive.
you know, maybe you'll go home and you'll think about it. You'll ask tonight. But I believe we need to ask and ask the Holy Spirit to come in, fill us. He equips us. He equips us for the times ahead. It's part of our weapons to be able to pray in the Spirit, to be able to allow the Spirit to work through us. It prepares us. It helps us to deal with an enemy that's out to kill, steal, and destroy us. So, Heavenly Father, I just pray that as you've spoken to hearts, Lord, that, that people would respond to you. Lord, if they want to come up and be prayed for, just help them to come up and, and let uh, the folks pray with them today that they might receive your Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much. Lord, you don't leave us alone. Lord, you didn't put us down here and leave us alone, but you sent your spirit to be with us, to help us, to guide us, to fight for us. And Lord, we thank you for loving us that much. Lord, we just pray that you just work in our hearts, Lord. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray that, that you dismiss us now with your blessing. And, and Lord, I pray that anybody that wants prayer, that they wouldn't be in a hurry today. Lord, they wouldn't be in a hurry thinking whatever it is they got to get to, whatever they got to get done, Lord. You would just give them peace to come and that they would receive from you. Lord, we just thank you for being with us. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.